Hi, this is Tony Ruggiero. Thanks for listening to The Tour Coach. These are the players, coaches, experts, stories, and insights from my work on the PGA Tour at my retreats or my downtown teaching center in Mobile, Alabama. My goal is to shed light and share insights from the people who I've gotten to know and meet working on the PGA Tour and teach it through my career. And I hope this helps all of us play, coach, and teach better golf. If you like what you hear, please give us a good review and take a look at our new Dew Sweepers YouTube channel or the Dew Sweeper on Instagram, where I've taken some time to share videos of help from my teachings, travels, and journeys. Joining me now, this is one of the great teachers in the game, somebody I've watched from afar, gotten to know him a little bit recently, love the work he does, and he is by far the definition of tour coach because he's traveling, driving around cross-country, puts more miles than anybody, Adam Shriver. Shrives, what's up, man? How much, Tom? Thanks for having me, man. Absolutely. First thing, one of the reasons uh, I wanted to just pick your brain, I love doing these because more than anything, I just like to learn from other guys that are so good at what they do is watching your stuff on social media. I love how you blend the golf swing and the work with the body and the stuff in the gym. I've been paying attention to that a while. I've gotten into that. I do a lot of that stuff with like Colby Touye, who I do a bunch of stuff with. I'd love to hear your thoughts a little bit on how you got going down that road and some of your philosophies. I've been really fortunate. I'm, you know, I love golf, but I just learned from some really smart people who like me and shared info and you know, one of them was Mark Verstegen, and he's big in the fitness world, performance world. So he's okay. a performance trainer, and he's, he owns a company called Athletes Performance. I think it's called Exos now, but back in the day, it was Athletes Performance. And uh, he had eight out of the top ten picks, something like this, eight out of the top ten picks in the NFL draft for like ten years in a row. Wow. <laughs> yeah, and he would change, so he would he – would, it was freaky stuff. Like, I watched him. So I, I got to meet him because he did Ledbetter's Junior Academy way back when. Okay. And we got those doing corporate outings together. I thought he was underpaid and really smart guy. So I would I would take him with me on these corporate outings so he could, you know, he'd take 20 businessmen and stretch them, and they'd have a chance maybe to do some of my stuff after that. But until right. he got to him, I was really swimming upstream. So – we got to be pretty close, and he one night at dinner, he sat down and drew out how he was going to create a gym for professional athletes. And, you know, I was like, whoa, buddy, I don't, you know, good luck with that. I thought he was crazy. <laughs> and uh, two years later, I went to that gym, and he had 200 guys before the NFL Combine. All their agents had sent these people to train there, and they're paying ten to $20,000 a week to train with. And he's got 200 of them there. And he could do things like change your 40 times by a tenth or two, increase, you know, have a quarterback throw it 15 yards further, you know, crazy stuff like that. People thought were impossible to change. And, you know, so one day he's got this stud running back right out of college, and this kid's running like a 4 4 40. And he's like, he's like, watch his stripes. He's going to run 4 3, maybe 4 2 this next round. I'm like, dude, what are you talking about? He's already flying. He's like, no. He's, he's got S posture. He's, his, his obliques don't benefit his legs at all. All I got to teach him to do is turn on his low abs, and his arm pump will start going to his legs, and he's going to be way faster. You watch. I was like, what? You know? Like, what language are you talking? Anyways, and so he does that, and 
he basically just did some core activation with the guy. You know, yeah. for, for 20 minutes, activated him, let him cool down, 4-2-5 next round. Right? So I'm blown away by this. And the next day, he's got Kirk Schilling in there. And he's got a baseball room in the back. And he's like, come here, try to check it out. He's got a Kurt Schilling throwing. He's like, his fastball's down seven miles an hour. He's like, can you see at the top? He just, he, he doesn't get into his butt. It's all quad. I'm like, what? He's like, just check it out. Look at his, you know? And, but it, so it was really interesting. He's like, so watch, I'm just going to activate his ass, make him tie his ass to his, to his stomach. So it gets out there to his arm and we're going to, he's going to pick up seven plus. He picked up 10. So he does this freakish stuff and, He's like, what do you think of that? I was like, well, where are you going to be for the next two weeks? Because I'm going to be right up your ass. <laughs> so, you know? And you know, basically, I just took what he was, you know, so I tried to take the knowledge that he had in other sports and apply it to golf. Mm-hmm. And, you know, people don't know this, but Anthony Kim, when he was young, was not skinny, maybe. <laughs> and... He was starting to like girls at about 15 and, you know, going through the whole puberty thing and exercising the wrong way and screwing up a really golf swing that we built, you know, kind of together. Right. Right. And so for his 15th birthday, we had this long chat about how he was doing push-ups and starting to run every day. And he's trying to get fit because he will you know, because natural, right. Starting right. to get into girls. And uh, I was like, I'll tell you what, buddy, for your 15th birthday, I'm going to take you over here to Mark Verstegans, and we're going, to, we're going to spend a weekend with my buddy, and he's going to teach you the right way to work out to where you don't screw up your golf swing while you get stronger. And we did all strength and motion training. And I, honestly, Tone, I wish I could tell you I planned it, you know, because a boy supposedly forms their patterns kind of somewhere in that 15 to 18 range. Right. I didn't plan it. I was just trying to help a little chubby kid lose weight the right yeah. way. You know, don't you think that's how a lot of this stuff, some of us, you know, we're just trying to help people and we stumble on things. Yeah. And I think so, you know, realizing that this kid forming these patterns dynamically this way, this golf swing was going to be special. And this was a different way to approach things. So he would swear to me that his hips went the opposite way of his turn on the backswing. And that was from his training in the gym, you know, like we do different right. stuff, force plates or unstable surface at that time and trying to create forces and create efficiency in his coil. And he's like, yeah, my hips are, you know, both ways. He thought they turned opposite. I was like, what? Buddy? Yeah. But I mean, I think that was the force he was feeling in his feet, if I had a guess. Okay. And he thought it was his pelvis or his hips doing that. And it was more his feet doing that. But, uh, you know, and I thought, it, you know, so... At that point, as creative as I am, I would have never told him to feel something like that. So kind right. of going through that phase of, wow, if I would train people the right way, they create their own feels, and it's stuff like I would never have come up with that. Yeah. So basically try and figure out how to continually mousetrap a player for whatever change I'm trying to make, you know, whether it's the weight of the med ball, the resistance of the cables, we do a lot of stuff on unstable surface to help the grounding. We do stuff fast because, you know, running downhill produces some kind of efficiency, too. And, uh, you know, they tell me what they feel. And I just try to create the right mousetraps now. And it's, awesome. not, it's not always easy, you know. But 
uh, it's hard because I think, you know, we're all try our ass off and, you know, this field might have worked great for this guy and it doesn't work at all for the next guy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Butch has got a leg up on us because he's got years and years and years and a giant Rolodex of him, his dad, his, you know, whoever else's feels, right? Right. Oh, yeah. And a lot of times that seems to be, you know, when I've watched him teach, he's just doing that. You know, well, this guy felt that with this same problem. No, that doesn't work. How about this one? This guy felt this, you know? One of the things I heard early in my teaching career by my mentor, you know, he said you can't give 10 years of experience in one day less than 10 years. You know, and yeah. I think that that I think that's valuable, and I think that's the reason guys like you've been out there and had so much success. You're just adding to that Rolodex, you know, <laughs> every day. Yeah, I feel like I'm always learning. You know, like I definitely should refund some lessons from my early days. <laughs> but you're um, not. Don't worry about it. <laughs> no, probably not. But I mean, you know, like yeah, I mean, it doesn't mean I didn't try. I've never gone into any of it with bad intentions or malintentions, I don't think. You know, I just, yeah, I've gotten better over the years, and technology's gotten better, and, you know, I think a lot of us get critiqued for using technology, and I think people misuse cell phones every day, video and swings, and, you know, it's all how you use it and what you do with the knowledge. To me, it's not as much of the what anymore in golf swings. Like, I think we all pretty much know what a good golf swing looks like, you know? and yeah. can recognize something that has room for error and dynamics and power. But I think it's more how do we get them to do it where it always shows up in, you know, in crunch time. Yeah, and you're doing a hell of a job of that. You guys, I watch. I know I see your, uh, see the scoreboards that you put up. And, I mean, you guys are playing great. I ask you this. How is your, if at all, how is your approach – the teaching, training, and working with tour players changed over the over the last years. I mean, has it changed any, or has your approach changed? Or oh yeah, what, I think what? I think I'm more of always been more of the guy like at least in the last 15 years to combine kind of I you know when it's when I say gym stuff, people think it's just strength training. To me, it's pattern training. You know, like I'll use gears or K vests or whatever. And, you know, combine it with force plate data and launch monitor data to try and understand, oh, this guy played baseball as a kid. He just wants mm-hmm. to hit it off his back foot. You know what I mean? Yeah. So whatever the case may be. And then, you know, using the kind of that Anthony knowledge to, you know, whatever they form between their 15th and 18th birthday is probably what's in there pretty, pretty deep. You know, and it probably has some positives and it probably has some negatives. And if we can just kind of daily try and combat those negatives through the right motion training and enhance those positives, we might shine, you know? Yeah. And I think I've done a lot more coaching in the last whatever years with, you know, kind of money ball golf, if you will. Right, right. No, I agree with that. And I think that but to your point about 15 to 18 year olds, I think to me, that's always the most fun age to teach, oh, and the area where we can ha- and where we can have the most impact. Not just on them as a golfer, though, drives, but as a person. Because, like you were talking about, AK, like you know, they're going through puberty, they're meeting girls and stuff. Like, man, that's such an important age for no, them as a whole, as a whole person. You know, they. Uh, I mean, I'm probably getting in big trouble for this. But <laughs> okay. way back when, when IMG Junior Academy started, they scholarship three of the kids I was training mm-hmm. the first year. And there was only five kids that went there the first year. 
And these kids were going to win everything, and they were kind of from the wrong side of the tracks, which tends to gravitate my way. And, uh, you know, I was teaching them for free after hours, before the day, at lunch, whatever, you know, just kind of working it in. And they were good kids, and they were going to make it, and they were appreciative. Anyways, they, uh, IMG, I took it hook, line, and sinker when they said, you know, hey, Shrives, we'll scholarship these kids. We're starting this junior academy. We'll get them into any school they want to go to after that. And the next year, and they pretty much won every AJJ that year. I think they won every tournament, and uh, the three of them. And then uh, the next year, they had 60 kids paying something like $60,000 a year. And I was like, what the hell did we just create? This is the worst mm-hmm. thing I've ever seen. Like, I don't believe in that model. That's just me, okay? I, mm-hmm. I think because of what you said, like, this is a pivotal parenting time. And, you know, uh, it's not a time. We become, their, we become their parents to a certain extent. Oh, yeah. And it's like parents, we're almost handcuffed. Like, if I want little Johnny to have his best chance of going to the best school, I almost have to do this now. Because they were kind of monopolizing the top top golf schools from what I could say. See, they were mm-hmm. coming from these boarding academies. So, anyways, up here in Podunkville, Traverse City, Michigan, we're starting a program where we're going to have basically, you know, your technology, my technology, Como's living room on steroids, and we've created a, basically a for-profit, non-profit scenario. So, Joe, businessman, can train like the best tour player in the world, and he yeah. knows he's overpaying slightly for this because he's sponsoring X high school, and that kid's training for free. And the high school wow. co- log him into the technology and the technology is going to count the reps so we don't have to overpay a golf pro to do that and then the high school teams have to come back one weekend a month and start the middle school and that's our give back that's awesome it's a hell of a yeah. program i've been working on this a long time dude this this kind of excites me more than the tour players if you want to know the truth like it's like you said just having an impact making a difference and as we get older it becomes a hell of a lot more important to me, honestly. Oh, I'm there. You know, as you as you go and you chase tour guys around, and I don't know. Sometimes you just gotta get that feeling. Like I'm like I. Sometimes I'm just happier being back home teaching high school kids. You know, and then a lot of them will never play the tour, but you know they're gonna be a hell of a doctor or a dentist or an attorney or whatever. And you know, the best thing about it, like I don't know. I mean. I don't know if you've heard the story about AK giving the waitress $20,000, but, like, that's the coolest to me. Right. He came, and I taught him as a kid, and, you know, he he initially demanded me teaching him for free. And I was like, no, I don't teach for free. And then he came back and paid like everybody else, right? Dad ended up getting cancer, and, you know, they thought they weren't going to, you know, then I did teach him for free. Sure. Because Billy truly couldn't afford it at that point. We already had a relationship. Anyways, so to watch him, you know, take that success and basically give back and know maybe you had some influence on that, that's the biggest win of all for me. Talk a little bit about AK. How did that relationship start? How did you, and when you met him, I mean, it's almost, you know, there's, it's like there's this, you know, everybody remembers him, and he just kind of and he disappeared basically. Like, how did that start? How did that relationship start? Yeah, so he came. I was I was doing a junior program in the desert. Like I had just left Ledbetter Academies. They were kind of a cluster, going through some changes with IMG, and thought it was the right time to get out. And had learned a lot from Chris Welsh and Mark Verstegen about you know biomechanics and dynamic training and. 
So I basically started a 10-kid junior program in Palm Springs area, La Quinta. Okay. And Candy Kong, Irene Show, Angela Park, Jane Park, or and Anthony were. So I had five out of the ten end up playing on tour. <laughs> Just pretty cool. Pretty good. Yeah. 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 And, and uh, you know, Anthony came initially. I had a bunch of other boys, like Adam Porzak, who won Junior World and now is a teacher. Yeah. Uh, some really good players, though, came through there. And anyway, some of them were kicking Anthony's butt in local tournaments. So he comes out there, and he's watching what we're doing. And he's like, hey, you need to teach me. I was like, okay, this is what I charge. This is how it works. He's like, no, you need to teach me for free. I was like, what? He's like, yeah, I'm the best player in the desert. You'll have everybody coming here if you teach me. I'm like, dude, I'm not her business right now. I got more than I can handle. And if you want to come, this is what it costs. Well, I'm not paying. I'm like, cool. See ya. It's like, you're making a mistake. I'm like, no, you're here because all my kids are kicking your ass now and you're wondering why. <laughs> anyway. He came back like a month later, caved and said he'd pay. And, you know, we just became really close. He's a hell of an athlete. And, uh, you know, I played a lot of sports growing up. We were both big basketball players. So we would go play basketball after practicing golf all day. And uh, I don't know. There's just something about it where we clicked right away. We became really close. I started taking to events. I mean, you could see that he was obviously very talented. But, you know, there's a lot of talented kids back then, and you don't know which one's going to pan out. But uh, just an interesting personality, you know, very outgoing, very cocky, and, you know, not scared to fail. And I thought that was one of his greatest attributes, you know. Like, he was fine failing. He was fine embarrassing himself at times. And I think that's a, a really cool quality. And I've told him this, you know. Like, yeah. One the reasons I thought he was most successful is that he gave himself the permission to fail. And I think that's true about a lot of us. But, uh, right. yeah, no, we just became really close. And, you know, like I said, it's, I don't know. I don't know how it, you know, he's like my illegitimate kid, and we're still very close. I want to talk about that, you know, not being afraid to fail. Because I think that I think that that's a quality that, like, great players and great coaches have but yet i think that's something that's hard for people like and i think that holds some people back sometimes they have this image that they're this and they don't you know they're afraid of not being that you know or failing and people you know they're not perfect or they're not great all the time i think that's a big deal in people's development no i think it's a tremendous yeah i think it's everything about i think it's really interesting right because work ethic determination, a lot of things that get you to be good hold you back from being great. You know what I mean? In a way. And then, okay. and then letting go all that and giving yourself, like, okay, so I remember, a, a, I'll give you another AK story, right? Okay. Casey Wittenberg's killing it on the web tour at the time, 2012, I think, or 13, somewhere in there. He slaughtered it. He led the money list, won twice. Mm -hmm. About to go to the PJ tour, and we're having dinner with Anthony. He's like, "All right, buddy, wind's blowing 25 left to right. You got water left, out of bounds right, one shot lead, and you're on the last hole. What the fuck do you do?" Oops, sorry. And uh, Anthony, right. I stay way worse off this year, buddy. Anthony does. What do you mean? He's like, "Dude, I can hardly pull the trigger." He's like, "Are you kidding me?" He's like, "Well, what do you do?" 
He's like, well, in my head, I've already hit it out of bounds. It's just golf. My dog still loves me. My mom still loves me. You know, I know it's not that big a deal. So I tell myself, you know, it's just golf. If I hit it out of bounds, life's not going to end. Get up there and hold a tight little draw against the one, you pussy. And I go hit the shot. <laughs> it's true. It's all awesome. And that just works for him. You know what I mean? But so, so yeah. the point, and I think, Tone, is you got to find whatever unlocks that for you. You know, and for some people, it's turning it over to the big kahuna. And, you yeah. know, great for them. You know, and it's like, I don't know what it is for others. You know, like, I don't That's know how hard to coach you, though. Anybody, you figure but, that out for your guys. I mean, look at how you guys play. You figure well, out what gets them. I think they figure it out. I think I try and tell them stories like this and, and you know, get their wheels spinning yeah. in the right direction. You know, I think what I'm really good at, honestly, is helping them unlock their own potential. I don't think I have, I'm not, you know, I don't, I don't know, but, you know, I think I can push the right buttons to to help them figure it out, you know, because I I feel like the best players I have own it. And they typically, if they have to, like, dig it out a little bit and you encourage the right path to finding it, then they own Mm -hmm. it, you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think it's way better than us telling them what they should feel or what they should be doing. And, you know, yeah. they, you know, and, 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 and it, it comes too easy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because then it's exactly. just the foundation might be lacking. But Yeah, I think when it's easy for them and then they do fail and they're not used to it, they think the world's ending. You know? Yeah. I mean, exactly. you know, whereas they're used to failing all along a little bit and, and it's okay. And they know, like you said about AK, like they know their mom's still going to love them and girlfriend loves them or whatever. I mean, they're okay. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. what about, uh, you know, the, you know, with all this, and I, I go back and forth. I know, I know we've got to travel and be out there. Right. And, mm-hmm. and I mean, it's just become part of the gig, but like you talked about, you know, them owning it. I mean, don't you think a little bit of it is, We've created a scenario where we're almost too needed for their benefit. I'm curious which one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 100%. I hate going to tournaments, if you want to know the truth. <laughs> Man, I, I think it's stupid, you know. Like, all I am at the tournament, if I'm not, if I'm making a change, well, we're just not ready, right? Right. Yeah. Well, what have we been doing? <laughs> you know? Why haven't we prepared <laughs> Like if I'm at the tournament and I'm I'm an insurance policy and I'm just checking this box and checking that box and this is because we did this work, then I think it's okay. But too often, you know, and 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 the trouble is, it's it's work. <laughs> you know, like we've did it on a Tuesday or Wednesday, and the guy's supposed to miss a cut, even though it's the perfect change. It's just too new to go perform with, and they might talk ten somehow, and you're like, what the heck just happened? And you create a monster that way a little bit, you know, and then they exactly. think it's always going to work that way. And, you know, the, the next time it happens, you may make the perfect change and we might miss the cut by 10 because it was just right. too new to get in the game at that point, you know. So, yeah, I think we have spoiled them. And, I mean, there's a lot of reasons, right? There's so much money in it now. And, yeah, play I mean, year-round. They play basically year-round, so they yeah. don't have as much time they don't have to a really good point. We don't have what we used to have to rebuild and revamp and re-get after it. So, yeah. You know? How long, when you when you make a big change with somebody, you make what would be a pretty good change, how long do you think it takes 
or do you have a ballpark where you say to the player, like, hey, I mean, this looks good, but it's going to be X long before I think you're going to be game ready to go really do it when it counts? Honestly, no, because I feel like it, it depends on the change and it depends on the person. And I don't right. think there's any magic formula. But I do try and, uh, you know, I do try and make it kind of like, I don't know what the right analogy is, but it'd be like, I mean, I want them to buy into the process, and then I don't want them to panic if it's not successful out of the box. And I'll often use the time, like, be like, dude, you're a 98% free throw shooter. What happens if you miss one? Mm -hmm. You know, are you going and changing your technique? Are you panicking, or does that make you go, hey, my odds just went up. I'm probably just draining about 90 in a row now, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, a lot of it's perspective, you know? And it's, it's, so, yeah. I've just started helping Kelly Craft. Well, just started right. maybe like a month ago, right? Never really yeah. liked ball swing and all honesty tone. think it's far from efficient. He's, you know, hurt himself. He's coming back off an injury. Really, really nice guy. Good athlete. Like, way better athlete than he was. Hard worker. And, you know, we're kind of going down that road where, man, it can look really good on a range session. Right? Yeah. And go try and take that into competition. And that old old monster really starts coming back in the game. You know? Mm -hmm. Then his tournament gun goes off. So, yeah, I don't know. Like, I'm trying not to put any, any numbers on it one way or another. You know? Yeah. Like, shot 10 under in his second competitive round with all these changes. But it ain't in there yet, man. You know? You know, that's kind of like, and sometimes, honestly, I don't know how you feel about it, but, like, I think golf swings often change in pairs. You know, like, if there's a backswing flaw, there's a downswing compensation, especially at the level we do it. So, you know, oftentimes I'm changing them in pairs. And, man, when we get on that odd number, it sucks. No, oh, yeah. No, no, you're right. You might be making a pure backswing, and you still got a little bit of that old compensation, and holy, you know, nastiness. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think that's one of the harder parts, I think. is And, and then, you know, with that, as they're working, how do you help deal with being, being the – to me, every year it seems like – I mean, it seems like players hit the panic button quicker. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And they hit the eject button or they, you know, it could be a yeah. bad month. It could be three weeks or whatever. How, how do you combat that? You're great at that. Your guys stick with you. That's what you, you always tells me how how damn good it is. Honestly, I suck at it if you want to know the truth. And I'm fortunate <laughs> that guys stick with me. Yeah, because I'm so butthurt, dude, and I'm taking it so personal when a guy leaves me. <laughs> It's unbelievable. You think my, you know, you think I just got my heart broken by some chick or something. But yeah, I mean, you know how hard we work and how much sacrifice. Oh. You miss stuff for your kids. You mean, you know, like you make sacrifice trying to help progress people's careers. And you know, if it goes sideways, I mean, yeah, I take it personal. So I, I'm, I'm awful at it, dude. I'm trying to actually be better. Trying to detach. And I think it I think it really comes with more personal self confidence and knowing that, you know, all I can do is check every box for these guys and in the, when the time's right for them, they're gonna shine. You yeah. know? Which is yeah, great to say, but watch me live that. I suck at it. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> you know, and, and I don't. I, and I take this right. I'm I'm glad you said that. I've had a couple months where I, you know, I've been fired two, three times. A couple of them where I really thought I did a damn good job. And it's like getting kicked in the nuts, right? Oh, that's so bad. You know, dude, like I, and I felt like I would, I'd go home and I'd tell my wife that I suck at teaching golf. Yeah. I want to fucking quit. And, but that, I mean, that made me feel better. Like, you know, because sometimes you just see the people on social media and you see them posting winning scores. You think everybody's winning but you, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And that's, that's what's the other thing. Like, I got dumped by Nike because I don't do enough social media. And I'm trying days and i think there's you know like there's i mean people that are really good at that make general joe think you're really good at teaching golf and they might have not ever helped anybody do anything yeah, yeah. i think you're right i think there's yeah. a bunch of guys just to get recognized and i am not faulting them because it's the business but that have never taught anybody to be any good at anything right yeah you no know? I don't know. I, yeah, you're better than me because you're not faulting them. And it is the business, and it is the way of the future. But I still I don't take that one very well. <laughs> well I mean, if, I, if we were sitting somewhere drinking a beer, I'd probably fault them more. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know. No, it's more power to them. And, and congratulations for taking advantage of it. And some of them are good friends. And, yeah, you know, yeah, for sure. But, like, you know, they're just better at it than me. And I guess I'm jealous. You know, and I and I miss that boat. And I remember telling people way back when when they were telling me to do that. No, dude, I'm already busier than I need to be. Why would I do that? That's just going to make me turn away more people. That was exactly my line. Well, I didn't have enough, you know, foresight to see the other avenues that it would affect. You know. Yeah. And you know, so I don't know. Live and learn. Man, like, like players, man, we learn more from our mistakes, you know? No question. No question. Adam, this has been awesome. And I, re- I appreciate, one, you taking the time and being so open. But, two, man, I'd love the opportunity to come up and spend a couple of days with you up in Michigan at your new place or when you get that thing going, hang out and learn something if, if you take a fast uh, Yeah, you're always welcome, as is anybody. I'm not the guy that closes the doors. I think too many people stuck at golf. And there's too many people dropping out on our sport. Like, I want to hear where I need to improve because, I, you know, I'm from the mindset, only thing constant in life is change, right? Mm-hmm. So if I'm not getting better, that only means one other thing. And I don't it want works. that. Yeah, and yeah. I don't want, you know what I mean? So I always, always, I always want to feed the fire as well. You know, a lot of my stuff's been coming from outside of golf these days and then trying to figure out how to apply it to golf. I think because there's a lot of sports are ahead of us in some areas and behind us in other areas, but you know, I think it's really cool. Yeah. And certainly to try and figure out. It's awesome. I appreciate your time. I look forward to seeing you. I know I'll see you here in the fall soon, but, uh, and I look forward to doing some more stuff with you. It's been awesome. Yeah, man. Can I just say one thing? Absolutely. Say whatever you want. I don't know who this goes to, but this guy hosting this works his ass off. He's one of the best coaches in the world, if, if not the best. And, and man, he's, he's done nothing but help people. And I've watched him for years and admired him. And, and he's a real hard worker and has some really good guys that he's helped, too. Man, I appreciate that. I, that means a lot. And uh, I think the world well, is true. what you're doing. And we need to do some more together. Let's get together and have some fun. Look forward to that. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Tour Coach. I want to take a minute and thank Cordy Walker and Golf Science Lab, as well as my sponsors, Shrikshan, Buick, 
Bushnell, and Vineyard Vines for helping make all of this possible and helping me share my insights with you. If you like what you've heard, why don't you check out more on the Dew Sweepers channel on YouTube as well as the Dew Sweeper on Instagram or go to dewsweepersgolf.com to find out more about my teaching, my travels, and where you can find out more about me.